This is Speaking with the Enemy. On the Cats Audio Network, here is Louis Butko. Yes, the show is Speaking with the Enemy. The Enemy this week, the Montreal Alouettes. It is a 7 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Of course, Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks on the air starting at 6 o'clock on the Cats Audio Network. But before we do all that, let's get the other side of the story. And uh, yes, yes, the show is Speaking with the Enemy. And yeah, I'm going to introduce him as my friend, Joey Alfieri. With the Montreal Alouettes, uh, Joey, thank you for doing this. As always, uh, big win last week for the Alouettes to to get off the three game slide there. Yeah, big time win at home against uh, against Calgary. That's the second weather delay that the guys have had to go through in Montreal, but uh, they kept it on the rails. They played pretty well all three phases of the game. I know the offense didn't score a touchdown, but they moved the ball pretty efficiently, uh, and the defense for the third time this season didn't allow a touchdown in a game. So uh, things are going well um, after the, uh, the the win on Sunday over Calgary, back to 500, and then it's a huge clash against the uh, the Tiger Cats, who uh, we all know and love. Um, so that'll be, I mean, there's a lot of implications with this game, obviously in the East division being so tight. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a big one uh, going down the hammer uh, this weekend. Okay. I have you on the record saying, uh, we all love the tie cats. So I'm going to hold yeah. on to that uh, sure, for of you. Course. I'm going to save that clip for later. Um, uh, obviously the, the loss, uh, came with some loss or sorry, the win came with some losses, a couple of key injuries. Let's talk about the ones on defense. Uh, Najee uh, Murray, this one, this one stings out for the season. Yeah, they didn't confirm out to the season. They said it was okay. long term. They they did say it was a long term injury though. Um, but he'd been playing so well. I mean, he's a guy who stepped in for a Darius Pickett who left in free agency, and uh, you know, he went from being a defensive back to uh, playing the Sam linebacker spot, and he did a really really good good job doing that. So it's going to be tough to replace a, a veteran. The secondary is quite young now with the injuries that they have. So you know, losing your starting Sam linebacker is not going to be easy. Um, but you know, I do think at the same time they have a guy in J.R. Reed who played at a, a college football program at Georgia with some pedigree. Um, he's a guy who made a lot of plays there, um, was in the NFL for a little bit as well. He's a real physical dude, a guy who's dominated on special teams in his first year in the CFL. So, you know, I think he's gonna be able to make the transition to Sam Linebacker. We'll see what happens when it gets out on the field. But I think from what I've seen uh, from J.R. Reed, it's been uh, it's been real smooth uh, the adaptation to the CFL. So I think he's going to be able to to play pretty well uh, filling in for Najee Murray. But it is a big loss for sure. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned sorry you the secondary here. Sorry, let me try that again. I was muted. You mentioned the secondary there, Joey. Um, obviously, Deontay Ruffin, one of the injuries that they're dealing with. But uh, Kabion Ento, what a game. Highlighted by Pro Football Focus as a top grade for a DB. Uh, what did you see from his game against Calgary? Yeah, just a lot of progress. You know, he's a guy, you know, people know him now. But, you know, he's a guy who spent parts of four years with the Green Bay Packers. I uh, went to Colorado. That's where he played his college ball. I uh, was a wide receiver. And then, you know, getting ready for the combine, he decided to make the switch over to defensive back. Um, so he hasn't played a ton of games uh, as a defensive back professionally. Um, but, you know, the Packers kept him around for parts of four years, like I said, to because they obviously saw something in him. Uh, he made the leap over to the CFL uh, this winter, and um, and he had a really good camp. I mean, the first memory I have of Ento was at the, the team scrimmage the first Saturday of training camp. And, you know, you know as well as I do that team scrimmages are catered to the offense, but Ento had two interceptions in that game. 
Um, and he, he's played, uh, you know, he's played really, really well. There's been some ups and downs like there is for any player during a CFL season, but, you know, he really turned in a solid performance. And then the rookie on the other side, Cordell Rogers, played the short side of the field on uh, on Sunday against Calgary, went up against Mark and Michelle for most of the night, and Michelle was targeted four times, no catches. And uh, Rogers had an interception in that game as well. So uh, both rookies on the corners played really, really well on the weekend, and they're going to hope to keep that, you know, they, they can keep that momentum going. Uh, Joey, I, again, I, I hate to, you know, talk about injuries here, but it's such a huge part of the game. Uh, you know, K-On, Julian Grant, uh, Alouette's leading receiver looks like he's out for an extended period of time. Just how big of a loss is this for uh, for the offense and Kahari Jones? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, he's a guy who's really just progressed every year he's been in the league. And now you have one of those situations where he's, you know, there's been more opportunity and he, he's lived up to the expectations um, he's been so good. I mean, he's been so dominant. So, you know, not having him on Saturday is going to hurt, but it just means that, you know, guys like Austin Mack, guys like Tyler Sneed, uh, guys like, um, you know, Courtney Davis, uh, Cole Speaker might get another opportunity to play. Uh, Tyson Philpott's back in the lineup. Uh, he made his season debut uh, last uh, last weekend against Calgary. So there is some depth there. Um, there is uh, There are guys that can step in and play, but it's really hard to replace a guy like Keon Julian Grant. Because to me, you know, in my mind, he's making a case, a legit case for being uh, the outstanding Canadian in the CFL in 2023. So to replace that production is not going to be easy. Uh, but when you have the depth that the Owls have proven, to, you know, that they've shown at wide receiver and you have a guy like Tyson Philpott, uh, who you can uh, drop into your lineup, I mean, that's uh, that's big time depth. So I think they'll be able to overcome it, but overcoming it by the same token is not going to be easy. And of course, uh, I heard everybody yelling through their headphones right there, uh, getting my getting my East Division offensive coordinators mixed up. And uh, no offense to Anthony Calvillo at all, but uh, uh, thank you there uh, for letting that one slide, Joey. Appreciate it. Um, uh, the offense, let's stick there. William Stanback uh, coming off one of his best games I think we've seen him play this season. How can he use that momentum going forward against the Ticats defense? You saw him last week, Joey. Those guys are, are fired up. They're ready to go. Uh, big challenge going up against that D-line. Yeah, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, look, I, I think in fairness to Steinbach, I thought he was really, really good in the first half of the previous game against Toronto. He had like 70 yards, all-purpose yards uh, in the first half and then came out of the game with, you know, he was cramping um, and uh, and then came back, you know, in the fourth quarter and was just, you know, seemed to maybe lose a little bit of momentum there, but they were also trailing in that game. So they had to throw the ball, uh, but, you know, he put it all together and, you know, we're explaining this on, on our podcast earlier today is that, you know, sometimes a running back runs for like 130 yards, but, you know, a lot of those yards are easy yards. You know, you hit the first hole and then you're untouched. The 86 yards that Steinbach had on the ground on Sunday, all of those were really tough, gritty yards. Um, had to, you know, break contact to get those yards. So to me, you know, from the beginning of the year, he's looked like the same guy. I know it hasn't necessarily translated uh, onto the field statistically, but, you know, I'm not, I was never concerned about William Stanback. I'm not concerned now. And, you know, he's coming off a solid performance. So, you know, I think he's rounding into form. You know, you're talking about losing Keon Julian Grant. Maybe you lean uh, on the running game a little bit more. Um, and I think that's going to, you know, that falls obviously on William Stanback and the offensive line. But, you know, to me, I, I really feel like Stanback has looked fine. He's had the burst. Um, and he's just rounding into form now. So I think he's going to be tough to stop. And I think it's just a, it's one of those things where you just hope to build on that momentum. 
Uh, and uh, and I don't think it's going to be, you know, I think they're going to want to run the ball clearly uh, to set up the pass. And uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if it was another big game from Stanback. Joey Alfieri, our guest here on Speaking with the Enemy, Ticats Audio Network. I want to get your thoughts on Jason Moss. How is he? How have you seen him put his imprint on this team through the first third of the season? New head coach. I mean, obviously some carryover from last season with some positional coaches, but how has uh, Jason Moss uh, made this co- team his own right now? Yeah, a lot of structure. You can tell like everything that they do is really, really well thought out and planned, like even little things. Um, everything is considered and everything is, you know, every, there's a lot of thought that goes into everything that the coaching staff uh, and or that the, the coaching staff asked the players to do. Um, so from that perspective, just a lot of structure has been brought uh, into the organization. And then offensively, I think, you know, you've seen, you know, you've seen flashes of what they can do offensively. And they've had to make some adjustments along the way. Uh, protection was an issue. And I think they've I don't, yeah, I don't want to say that they've solved that, but it was a much better game uh, on Sunday coming out of the bye week. They've done a lot there, um, and then they've worked with a lot of young players, and, and they've worked with Cody Fajardo and the young guys You know, when it comes to uh, getting on the same page and getting on the same page quickly. like We've seen different contributions and, and, and chemistry shown, and I think a lot of that has to do with Jason Moss, his experience, his experience with Cody Fajardo. Um, and his experience as a quarterback as well. So, you know, I, I think he's, you know, he's been really, really a, a nice addition. Um, I think, you know, there's, you know, you look at the the coaching search that they had. I, I think that they made the right call going with the guy that they that they ended up going with. Um, he, he's a guy who has experience. Um, and so, you know, to me, he, he's been such a good fit. And obviously having a tight relationship with your general manager is uh, is important too. It feels like they're on the same page. So it just, it feels like the alignment is finally uh, done properly from a professional football standpoint. And it's just, you know, the, the attitude, um, the swagger, uh, and the preparation that he's brought to the table uh, is just, it's tough to miss when you're around the group every day. Uh, you mentioned some of the young players, a guy who uh, won't be uh, won't be confused for being a young guy, and I mean this with the utmost respect, uh, Sean Lemon, obviously a big name you can bring into Montreal. First game last week, how has his impact been felt already, uh, and how do you see the Alouettes using him uh, throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, so tangibly, I think, you know, you look at the stats and there's a, a pass batted down at the line of scrimmage, which is big, but there's other things that, you know, if you don't really – uh, pay very close attention and even break down, you know, rewatch the game. There's mm-hmm. things you might have missed. Like, for example, you know, we talked about KB on Ento before. Ento's pick six in that game, if you go back and watch it, Sean Lemon is leaping up right before Jake Mayer makes the throw, and he's kind of in his throwing lane, which, you know, forces him to maybe not throw the ball the way he wanted. And maybe, I'm not I'm not sure, I didn't see Mayer's vantage point, but I'm thinking to myself, just looking at where Lemon was positioned, Maybe he couldn't see around Lemon or he couldn't see through Lemon. So um, he didn't realize how close Ento was to his intended target. And so, you know, there's little things like that. There was some more pressure placed on the quarterback. I think that's a team thing, a front seven thing, but he obviously helped. Uh, But just having another guy with experience, uh, having another guy who's familiar with some of the other players on the defensive line. Uh, Sean Lemon played at Akron, was roommates with Almondo Sewell in college. Uh, so they know each other. Jamal Davis is another Akron guy, a little bit younger than them, uh, but they have that connection as well. So uh, just just that there's that camaraderie and that chemistry that comes with that. Um, and I think you're just you know you're gonna see uh, the Sean Lemon that uh, that you know and love uh, from his years uh, from his decade plus in the CFL. A guy who can get after the quarterback, guy who can bat down balls at the line of scrimmage, and a guy who can force fumbles. And, and I think that's what the Owls are anticipating they're gonna get. 
Um, and just through one game, I think he, he's been impressive enough to make that adjustment. You know, he hadn't played the first two months of the season. You drop him in the lineup after signing, you know, five, six days after signing him, um, and he can have that kind of impact on the game. I think it's impressive and says a lot about his preparation. Uh, Joey, obviously you and I know that this is a big East Division matchup. It's early, but the Alouettes can win the season series uh, with the uh, Thai Cats if they come out with a win. Both those wins obviously would be uh, on the road, which would make it that much uh, sweeter, I'm sure, for the Alouettes. But uh, do you think the guys get the sense of, of just how important this game is for, for how early in the season it is because it's a divisional game, because you can win the season series? Like, Has that message been been talked about at all the, in the room this week? Yeah, I heard Jason Moss do a, a radio interview uh, in the middle of the week, and he mentioned that. Like, the guys know how big the divisional matchup is, but, you know, he mentioned that we're we're going to emphasize it when we talk to the players. So, you know, they know it's a huge game. I mean, there's no must-wins at this stage, but if you can lock down the season series this early, and that doesn't mean that the Tiger Cats wouldn't be able to, you know, overtake you if you don't take care of business down the stretch, but – you know, it makes the task that's that much more difficult. And, and we saw last season, you know, Montreal won the season series again. I think they won two games at home uh, and they lost the game in Hamilton, uh, but they still came away with the season series nonetheless. And down the stretch, it gave them a little bit more breathing room uh, between themselves and Hamilton. And in the end, you know, it's Hamilton that has to come to Montreal in the playoffs and Montreal wins the playoff game. So, you know, it is, I'm, I'm sure the, the coaching staff are going to put that emphasis on it. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the guys just have to go out there and do what they've done uh, when the three games that they've won this year and uh, and the, they, that should be good enough to take care of business. So um, to answer your question, yes, I do think they've put that emphasis on it, but I feel like the players, you know, a lot of these players have been around before. Um, so they know exactly, you know, what's at stake here in this uh, in this game, even though it's early August. It is early August, but uh, this game uh, big nonetheless and uh, joey appreciate you joining us to help set it up as always thanks for doing this man thank you buddy and make sure you tell your defensive lineman i was just kidding <laughs> yeah okay sure buddy <laughs> and don't tell anthony calvio the, what i said either so sure. we're good we're good we got some mutual secrets here on the, <laughs> on the tie cats audio network joey alfieri this has been speaking with the enemy on the tie cats audio network you can get your new episode as part of tiger Cats pregame Presented by Greenworks at 6 o'clock, getting you set for the game. Joey, we'll see you down there. Thanks so much for doing this again. Thank you, buddy.